Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Cincy Shirts. Look, you know Cincy Shirts. You love Cincy Shirts. They've been with FC Cincinnati from the beginning. And we're just huge fans of their work here at The Post and happy to have them on as a sponsor. If you head on over to CincyShirts.com, that's Cincy with a Y, check out using the promo code ThePostCincy. That's all one word, all caps. You will get 10% off your order and you let them know that we sent you there. They have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online or in two retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. And the cool thing about the in-store locations, if they don't have your size on the shelf, they can print you one on the spot. Also, the promo code works in stores as long as you tell them. And that promo code is, again, the post Cincy with a Y, all one word, all caps, or use the link down in the description of this podcast. And thank you so much to Cincy Shirts for sponsoring this episode. And on this episode of the Postcast, we are talking League's Cup. You knew we were. Come on now. This is the League's Cup podcast. I think. I don't know if anybody else is as hyped about this tournament as we are, but my goodness, this has been so much fun. We go in-depth on this tournament, recap our predictions as best as we can, look ahead at the knockout rounds and actually do a, I think, fantastic job of predicting the first round of the knockout rounds. We wrap it up at the end with a look ahead to FC Cincinnati's match against Nashville again. And that's going to be your postcast. On joining me to talk about all of that and more are two gentlemen that I think are like me, still riding the highs of the League's Cup group stage. Chief, did the League's Cup pull you through the Denver Airport Delta Lounge? Oh, <laughs> through the League's Cup, all things are possible. Um, <laughs> when you advance in the League's Cup, it just changes your outlook on life. The yeah. continental breakfast tastes just a little more continental. The eggs a little less runny. The sausage a little less prepackaged. It's it's a glorious time in Cincinnati, and as we move forward in this historic first League's Cup in history, I can't think of a place I'd rather be. Ah, oh, so good. Grayson, how did the League's Cup group stage treat you? <laughs> I mean, I, I loved it. I loved the tournament. I thought it was, I thought it was exciting. I thought it was fun seeing... I think there were some more upsets than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hype that we built up personally for this tournament, this tournament lived up to it. Like League's Cup pulled off the upset here and lived up to our our expectations. I don't, if you're a fan of a Mexican team, I totally understand your gripes and complaints at this tournament. And believe me, they have had a lot of gripes (laughs) and complaints on Liga MX Twitter. It has been 
overrun with gripes. <laughs> but that aside, weird hosting rules aside, this has been an absolute success. And I know the compact schedule to get us to this point was unfortunate, but like this is exactly what the MLS season needed right about this point in time. So like, this, I don't know. I have a renewed sense of of joy in MLS right now, which is not something I thought I would get out of this tournament. So going around the horn, um, I think the League's Cup is here to stay. Am I wrong in this assessment? I don't think you're wrong. I think it's weird that they haven't announced it. And I forget who said it, but someone in the Discord mentioned, League's Cup, pretty open-ended. Could this not be Premier League next time? Could this be Serie A next time? Interesting. A little open-ended with yeah, League's so, Cup. Um, I, uh, I was looking at the, at, the, at the collective bargaining agreement today. Because I was as normal as normal people do. <laughs> well, um, I saw some people, <laughs> I guess, like doubting that, like, if FC Cincinnati made the third place game or final <laughs> on August nineteenth, that the Columbus Crew game on April twenty and August twentieth would be moved. So I just because I, I, I knew there was language in there, so I was going on Twitter. But I also noticed that, like, in the CBA, um. There's a section, it's 17.5, number of games. And there's various, you know, allowances for, you know, what the teams will not play more than. But um, yeah. the, uh, uh, one of the languages is uh, one additional league run tournament. And it's very vague in that way. Where it's just like oh. one additional league <laughs> run tournament. Could be a league's cup. Could hmm. be, could be some other thing, you know. MLS In, is back. <laughs> Interessante. You know, it's funny you mentioned MLS is back right there. Um, that is kind of what this feels like a little bit. This does feel yeah. a little bit like that same vibe of MLS is back. And I know we weren't doing a podcast, but I remember talking with at least you, Kevin, about how just like nobody wants to relive the pandemic. Obviously, unless you're just some sicko that enjoys sitting at home and baking bread and do you remember when people used to get beer and growlers does anyone get growlers anymore <laughs> so last time you saw someone with a growler at the brewery does that still happen man that's a good point they're gone. We were all we were An all endangered growlers, species right <laughs> um but we were saying that hey you know there's a something there with this we're gonna do a little pause we're gonna have a tournament you know a different competition format i i, I wonder if the genesis of the League's Cup didn't come from perhaps people looking at the MLS's back thing and thinking, huh, maybe. And if so, bravo, because this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what's funny, too? Um, now, the crowds would have been smaller, don't get me wrong, but like League's Cup might have benefited from just picking like four host cities and putting everything in those. And let them be the the top two teams from each conference or two Mexican teams and the, the conference winners of MLS to, to be your, your host cities and sort of make it an event there. Like that, that almost seems better. Like if the, all of these games were hosted in L.A., Mexico City, 
Philadelphia and Monterey. Like, it'd be a heck of a tournament. I don't know. I I almost like that more than like this, this weird travel. Leon having to spend forty eight hours, I think, in a in an airport up in British Columbia or wherever they got stuck. Like, I don't know. I think that would be more interesting there. I like Leon getting stuck in the airport. <laughs> well, like, sure. Like, like You're not a Leon fan, right? But like from my perspective, I like everything that ends up with uh, uh, Liga MX fans and. And teams yeah. just complaining on Twitter. <laughs> um, For a tournament just, they swore they don't care about. Right. Yet, yes. me thinks the fan base doth protest too much on, I didn't um, see a lot on of, X and Reddit. Yeah, I X. Well, X. I'm not going to get used to that. <laughs> I, saw, I saw somebody um, on Twitter X. Like, share a number. Well, I no, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I saw I saw somebody on uh, X chat um, saying that uh, uh, they were comparing the number of MLS teams who advanced to the number of Liga MX teams who, who advanced, and then somebody responded and they were like doing like math and percentages of like X percent of <laughs> Liga MX teams advanced versus X percent of MLS teams advanced, Jeez. and I'm like, dude, you lost. <laughs> you Shut are up, doing, nerd. You are doing Go division. <laughs> no. Like, it's, it's, the, the question is like, it's, if you have to do division <laughs> to like show that like Liga MX is still like, you know, ever so slightly ahead of MLS on average or whatever, the whole question is over. I mean, yeah, I think what the tournament has shown, if anything, is that for all intents and purposes, the divide between Liga MX and MLS as an overall league, as an overall competition, is over. I, I wouldn't say that until we see who ends up making the final four here. <laughs> so that, that will be interesting. Um, but I think that what it may pan out as is that the, the couple of giants at the top yeah. of league MX are still ahead of everybody, but like on a game by game, team by team basis, league MX is not a higher quality of competition than MLS. And then the question is, like, does MLS want to create a system where, like, because they're looking at new, uh, new roster rules, you know, we think in the, in, the, in the near future. Do you want to have a system where, like, the overall quality of the teams rises in some uniform way, in controlled way? Or do we want to, or do you want to have the possibility of LAFC... Inner Miami, LA Galaxy, NYCFC being like Monterey Tigres yeah. or greater. Now you say that on the same day that news breaks that they literally don't have enough pink fabric to keep printing <laughs> messy jerseys for Inter Miami. I think the answer to that question might be uncomfortable for a lot of people that root for teams like FC Cincinnati and Sporting Kansas City, Orlando, 
etc. Because that would be the interesting takeaway from all this if the tournament shakes out with the Mexican Super Clubs continuing to advance and walking through the tournament. But that that being said, um, uh, Chivas was beat pretty handily by FC Cincinnati and lost to Sporting Kansas City. And it was a one nothing game, but like Sporting Kansas City had something like 60% of the possession. Um, Chivas yeah. was not generating yeah. anything. And then you had Ponovich in the press conference after the game talking about like how, you know, it's early in the season. They're not <laughs> prepared yet for international competition. I mean, these are like MLS ass excuses. Like these is like CCL stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. And this is this is Chivas. Yeah. And like, sure, against Kansas City or against Cincinnati, but playing Kansas City, like you should beat them with your B team there, gentlemen. Uh you know, Chief, we've we've talked about this in uh, the way Grayson sort of formulated that that difference between the the leagues made me think of this. What if the compromise is ultimately this, where the DP system stays as we understand it to be now? However, a team can opt to not use a DP spot and in exchange get five million dollars in cap space back. So that's like average spend of a DP. So you could forego three superstars and add $15 million to your cap space and build the designated team, as St. Louis would try. Or you go the inner Miami way and say, hey, I bet we could fill three superstar slots and we'll, we'll scout enough good scrubs to make a run at this. See, what I like about that is, all right, so I play... During the pandemic, going back to that, I played a lot of Call of Duty during the pandemic. Yeah. Call of Duty, tremendously fun. Um, the war zone, I was terrible at it, but you know, fun. A lot of great memories there. The problem with Call of Duty is that eventually everyone gets into the end game meta where right. there's only one specific loadout that does better than everything else. People mine the code and look at all the stats, and they figure out there's only one way really to win and play the game. It's kind of similar to uh, the original promise of UFC. It was like, boy, wouldn't it be fun to watch a guy that does Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestling fight yes. a guy who does karate? And then that was fun for about a year, and then all of a sudden people realize, oh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is just the cheat code, and unless you train in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you will never amount to anything in this sport. And so the promise of variety was bullshit in both cases. It's everything right. eventually funnels itself towards uniformity. I am in favor of anything in any recreational activity from sports to video games to whatever, where there are different pathways to success and different things can lead to the same result. I don't like systems where, well, like in the current MLS, unless you are using your DP spots in the midfield, and in the attack, you are not going to be successful. And unless you, you know, have a high-level TAM player at this spot, you are not going to be successful. Unless you are using your academy this way, you're not going to be successful. More variety. Yeah. Less rules, more variety. Totally in favor of it. 
Yeah, could you like choose your own adventure roster rules where you're like, okay, you can have like three DPs and three U22s, or you can have a $20 million salary cap. Yeah. Or with with like no weird restrictions on the rosters, just like you get $20 million in salary that you can use however much, however you want. And figure it out. And then yeah. to just to truly rock, paper, scissors it. I don't know. I, I just made this up. I, yeah. You yeah. need you need some boost for the academy. So, like, for every academy player you get, you get another senior roster spot or something. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, if you pump out enough talent out of your academy, you can field these, like, insanely athletic teams that are just full of lottery picks that may pan out eventually. Because I was, I was thinking about this with... With you know FC since or with Inter Miami signing Messi, and yeah. other teams being linked to other like massive players, and the question people were asking is like, oh, who would FC Cincinnati sign right. if they signed a massive player? And I guess where my mind went is I'm not convinced that that's the best way for FC Cincinnati to compete with those teams, like. I don't know that FC Cincinnati trying to sign like three other massive well-known players who are 36 is the right. best way to compete with those teams. I think maybe signing like as many Aaron Bupenzas and Luciano Acostas and Matt Miazgas and Yerson Mascaras and just having like that level of player across like your top 13, 14 guys yeah, right. Like that seems to be like a very plausible way, like a team like Cincinnati or Kansas City or Columbus, right, would be able to compete. But that's also kind of like why this is. I would make the argument it has never been a more interesting time to be a fan of MLS because in other leagues, everything and the playbook and the blueprint for being successful has already been written. And right now we're sort of watching in real time MLS changing the nature of what it is to be a successful team in MLS. And as the roster spots and the rules change, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think, to watch and see, is there a plausible way to counter what Miami is doing with the designated team, like they talked about with St. Louis FC? Are there what is MLS going to do? Because I think no matter what MLS does, number one in their playbook, as much as it's fun to joke about like, oh, they're just going to let super teams form. At the end of the day, parity is the name of the game in American sports. Most American sports leagues strive for things that achieve parity. Um, it's why the draft exists in the NFL and in the NBA and to a lesser extent in Major League Baseball why the luxury tax exists in MLB, all sorts of these revenue sharing things. Whatever the next step for MLS is going to be, there's going to have to be some mechanisms in place that enforce or encourage parity. And they've stripped a lot of those away in recent years. They stripped away the allocation list that was supposed to sort of encourage parity. The importance of the super draft has been greatly diminished, which was supposed to increase parity. And they're going to have to make some changes because like 
To me, the interesting question what Grayson was talking about earlier isn't so much as who would Cincinnati sign if they were going to sign a super player. Is that which super player wants to come and play in Cincinnati? Right. So there's going to have to be things done by this league to, if they aren't going to go the route of just saying, okay, well, Miami can just be this dominant team and New York can be this dominant team. They're going to have to evolve the roster rules in some way that allow the league to grow, but allow it to grow at least nominally the same across the country. And I think that's fucking exciting, honestly, just to see what they do, because odds are they're going to fuck this up. And that'll be tremendously fun, too, for completely different reasons. And Messi just scored in the seventh minute. (laughs) <laughs> of course he did of course he did yeah we're we are gonna take a crack at uh predicting the knockout rounds we are recording this while a couple of games are going on and there you have it so you know it's funny i was gonna say yeah grayson it's not even clear that the messy model has proven to be successful and um that's cope that's that cope. pretty seems, stupid right yeah. now <laughs> oh, i'm so worried about this open cup game fuck Ugh. i mean Every everything's on the table. If if Miami truly turns around into a top three MLS side this year, uh, every piece of silverware we are up for outside of supporter shield is in danger. Yeah, this is this is a real life Ralph Wiggum meme right here. This is not good. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'll even put the supporter shield in danger. We have to play them second to last game of the year. No reason to think Philly or, or St. Louis can't catch us right there. Yeah. No, that's, uh, we, we, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. There is an entire, there's a scenario out there where Messi denies us the League's Cup, the Open Cup, the Supporters' Shield, and MLS Cup all in the same year. I will go full Ronaldo fanboy if that happens. I'll renounce any any version of Messi as the goat that I've ever, I've ever spoken if that happens. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was thinking too. Sorry, just going back to this. On that downer note, what? You can have three DPs as one option. The other option is you could have six U25 signings. I'm bumping the age up two years, but I'm giving you six of them. And nobody you sign out of your academy counts towards the salary cap. I want all in on youth. You're prospecting. You're developing talent. Good on you. And then the other option is massive budget. You forget the the academy. Forget the superstars. You're going all in on on just a huge budget for a team. Maybe we go back and we go to four DPS to balance it out. There you go. I've, Those are the three archetypes for an MLS team. How about the fourth one? That whenever you sell a TAM player for what would be DP money, that opens another DP spot up on your team. So we sell Brandon Vasquez this offseason for 10 million euros or whatever. Congratulations. By virtue of that, you have opened up another DP spot. And then we just keep going until every team is is entirely DPs. (laughs) Probably not a bad way to ease MLS into being a real league. (laughs) Better get your academy right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be the last team. <laughs> it's still fielding six DPs while everybody else has 13. <laughs> <laughs> Just your academy hasn't panned out. And you're paying like, you got like league minimum guys going up against a team that's like the entire Manchester City lineup. That's yeah. just been bought and paid for by NYCFC. <laughs> they, do, they do a summer loan stint in MLS before all going back to Manchester. Um, 
Yeah, let's let's talk about these groups. Uh, we went through and predicted them, and because we are geniuses, we did not write down our predictions. But I feel pretty confident we can remember what we did here. Uh, and we'll go through and talk about some of the good storylines uh, that came up through this. Um, and the first group I have up here, I believe we predicted this exactly in order. Maybe we had Portland up top, but Tigres and Portland uh, advanced out of the West Group 1 with San Jose finishing last Tigres huge team massive team showed it in this in this tournament they won both of their games and they took all six points this is well done to them yeah no shock yeah there was no surprises here I mean maybe you would have expected more from San Jose but that group went exactly how you would have drawn it up in the West Group 2, I thought this was maybe one of the more interesting groups. This was certainly one of the groups that piqued our interest when we were looking at it. I believe we called this. Could be wrong. I believe we called this. Monterey, Real Salt Lake getting out of the group with Seattle Sounders finishing last. We either did that or we said Monterey was wasn't making out. No, I, I, think, oh. we, I think we did Monterey, Salt Lake. And Salt and I Lake. Think, I think we considered... Okay sending Salt Lake and Seattle through, but stuck with Monterey because. Yeah. Seattle's a tough team to figure this year. Yeah. Like they started the year down. It seemed like they righted the ship midway through and they absolutely got crushed in this group. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they were competitive in either one of the matches they played. Negative five gold differential didn't take anything to uh, penalties. Um, they looked good for the first 15 minutes. 20 minutes against Monterey. They went up 2 nothing, And then Monterey was like, oh, right, right, no, no, no. We're going to try now. Thanks. <laughs> it just destroyed them. <laughs> yeah, they ended up winning that one 4-2. to two. Real Salt, Salt Lake. Salt Lake, yeah. they just made another addition today, I saw. I didn't. Yeah, it's annoying how literally every team in MLS seems to have gotten better, including Columbus. Uh, it was really fun for 12 hours to make fun of them about selling Zellerayon right up until they replaced him with Diego Rossi. <laughs> just keep I was telling you. I was telling you. Don't just keep, don't just don't run victory laps. Like if they don't if they they could still sign somebody before the window and they did. Your your perception of things would be radically different. If we had signed Bapenza over the weekend, but the fact that we got our business done early, that's a good you know, you, point. You opened your Christmas presents too early, and now Christmas morning feels not special. It's okay. God, you Chief, just I'm so glad you said that because I was recapping the the window. And I didn't even mention Bupenza. It does feel like he's been here for so long, but no, he is a summer acquisition. Adding a DP striker is good. Adding a center back would have also been good. Yeah. I, Watch this space, though. Yeah. They just yeah. didn't. I think they'll still bring depth in, but it's going to be depth. Jeff it's not going to be some. It's not. I would love Jeff Cameron coming back. <laughs> God, don't tease me that way. <laughs> I assume Jeff has finally gotten around to drinking a whole bunch of beers that he's maybe been holding off on, uh, trying to stay in, in game shape. Uh, West Group 3, I feel confident this is the one we messed up on. Yeah, we uh, had Galaxy above Vancouver, I'm pretty confident. And I think we had Leon not making it out. I think this was like our 
wild card bitches moment. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like, we got a little over our, little over our skis. I mean, if if that travel delay for Leon before LA Galaxy had actually panned out, we would have looked like geniuses. They rescheduled that game, if anybody did not know that. Yeah. Um, and Leon beat them one to nothing. So it wasn't like a smackdown or anything, but right. Yeah, good old um, good old LA Galaxy, <laughs> the standard bearer for MLS. Maybe yeah, you're right. Snug- I, I, yeah, I, I snug- thought we had Vancouver not advancing, but I'm mean, probably right. I don't know. We, we didn't write it down, and nobody <laughs> and nobody in the Discord <laughs> did it for us. I mean, I could go back and look at some point, but. We're already to, we're already recapping, so we don't watch MLS. We we certainly don't listen to the postcast. So, oh my god, I would be caught dead before. Um, let's, just, let's move along. Yeah, the <laughs> next the next group, Central Group One. This was a fun group. Um, I think we all predicted Columbus to not make it out of this one. Yeah, would have been that my was, guess. That was really that was more that was more just thinking with our hearts. I think on that one. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think we were more rooting for that than anything else. Um, St. Louis, as far as I can tell, decided not to try that hard. So uh, they ro- this is, rotated this is the, heavily. Yeah. yeah, this is the part where I'm going to get annoyed here a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just have this feeling. Do you remember how like, Na- like going back to MLS is back? Yes. Nashville yes. did not participate in MLS is back because the entire team got fucking COVID at, you know, on Broadway that week. And they were not on Grayson, expansion not, side. Not that Grayson's year. Broadway. We're talking the $9 <laughs> PBRs and shitty country music Broadway. Um, Orlando I just tied it up. Was it a messy own goal? Can he score all of the goals in this game? <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, hope. <laughs> there's hope. There is another. (laughs) One of the such a plot hole. I love those movies. Um, Anyway, St. Louis, I just have this feeling that they're going to use this time to train, recuperate. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I if it was FC Cincinnati, I would be worried that they get rusty. But St. Louis, I just have this feeling it's going to be the opposite, that this is going to be an opportunity for them to get right, get healthy, train, and come out for the second half of the season shot out of a cannon. St. Louis is not winning the Supporter Shield. I'll tell you that right now. So the one thing that is annoying here is Jao Klaus, their big stud striker, uh, he's been out injured for a while. They had a couple other injuries as well. And this time does give them the opportunity to sort of recuperate get back get back into the swing of things I, I think they've made a couple of new acquisitions as well that they can start to bet in it is it is feeling very yeah, natural signed, skipping their out acquisition was like anthony Marcanic. whoa no as we know the Marcanic twins are not to be underestimated no, or distinguished no dis- apart from if you're an mls commentator on apple tv <laughs> no 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 disrespect to anthony Marcanic. okay but like this isn't exactly the Columbus crew signing like Diego Rossi and Julian Gressel in the same window. 
fair, fair. But just, I don't just, like so them I, having if, time. <laughs> if I had a fucking dime for every time we've danced on St. Louis's grave since the team started, like, oh, the designated team, that'll never play. Mark Canick, what are we talking about here? This team is like a horror movie villain. You turn around and it's still coming. <laughs> and they get to play in the West where everybody sucks. Where everyone it's sucks. True. The <laughs> West is fucking terrible. That's true. It would have been nice if they had at least gotten tired in the League's Cup. That's all, right. all I'm C- saying. Central 2. Oh, real quick, I... real quick. I don't... We, we do need to mention this. Club America... Probably the best team talent-wise in this tournament. Got beat 4-1 to one by Columbus Crew the day they sold Zellerion. He was not in the team for that one. And Crew somehow are going to leave this window looking better than they did going in. And they <clears throat> were already being talked about as a dark horse MLS Cup contender. So I just want to be generally annoyed with Columbus Crew there. So. Permission granted. Thank you. Now, Grayson, you can move on to Central Group 2. Central 2. I, I do think, I think Central 2, we might have picked Chicago and Minnesota to advance over Puebla. I think we did. I think, that this, feels was like, right. I think this was like our YOLO yeah. right. group. <laughs> no, I, I, distinctly, right. I distinctly remember saying, like, why not? Chicago, they suck, <laughs> but they'll manage to find a way through. And they won the damn group, so. They win the group. Uh, Puebla and uh, Chicago had, I think, the second longest uh, penalty shootout in this tournament uh, where Puebla, uh, Puebla eventually won. Um, Chicago's reward for winning is to face second place Club America. Yeah. So, I guess we should have <laughs> mentioned that, right? That it was Leon and Vancouver that went to that 15 or 16 round penalty shootout where... Yeah. By the end of it, I would love to ask uh, Evan uh, Loro, Kevin Loro, um, allegedly, or any goalkeeper professionally. If you have to take that many penalty saves in a row, at some point it just starts to hurt diving, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you have to what? dive fifteen times. Like at a certain point, do you think to yourself, "I know this guy's going left." But that hip really hurts. I got to dive the other way at least once. <laughs> That's a good point. Messi just they, got a yellow card. Oh. Was he cautioned for not scoring again quickly enough? Yeah. He'd take his shirt off too many times. <laughs> um, yeah, they have to have like an endurance thing. Like Sorry how many. There's just a lot going on. How <laughs> yeah. dare you? Um, no, there's, there's got to be like you measure how many times a guy can dive in training before they quit. It's like do pull-ups until you can't anymore. I want to see your PR. Yeah. Uh, Central group three. Well, I know we missed on this one because I didn't expect Chivas to get blanked in this tournament. Uh, rough look from the maybe even once Mexican Giants here. Um, Sporting Kansas City beat them one to nothing. Not a glamorous win, but enough to send them home. Um, I mean, the low key good, uh, good tournament for Kansas City. They give us uh, all that we can handle. Oh, take yeah. us to a penalty shootout. Yep. Um, if it wasn't for picking up a red card, I don't think I don't think they would have lost that game. But um, <laughs> it was headed that way. Yeah. Yeah. So. You, you, 
that's got to be a good feeling for them. They haven't had a lot to cheer about this year, and that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. No. And also, Cincinnati is the greatest team ever. We just cemented that by absolutely (laughs) dog-walking Chivas. (laughs) Becoming the first road team to win at TQL Stadium this year, which I think is an important milestone as well. (laughs) And spotting spotting Kansas City a couple of goals and coming back and taking it. We're nothing if not generous. I I absolutely. No, because you look at the you look at the standings and it's like FC Cincinnati, home 0-0-1, no wins, no losses, one tie, away, 1-0. Both these games are 1-0-0. Both these games played at TQL Stadium. <laughs> Just the absurdity of arbitrarily determining a home team. The, the the away team has only won once this year at TQL Stadium. I want to hear an Apple announcer say that one on a broadcast. All right, uh, Central Four. I do think we had Toluca and Nashville. I, that because feels Colorado right. Is so bad. They are barely functioning as a franchise, and if they were folded, I don't think anybody would notice. Although I, I, w- I, I will say, I did stay out closer towards uh, Commerce when I was in Denver this weekend. Yeah, lovely area. I can't understand why they put a soccer stadium out there. It is so far away from downtown Denver and so horrendously inaccessible to quite literally everything without a car. <laughs> I it's like not I mean you could tell me. I don't even think it's like that big of a suburb. Like no, no. no. It's I mean it's it's getting bigger. Like you can tell it's like gone full suburban hell where the number of upscale fast casual restaurants is slowly creeping outward from the highway towards where the stadium is yeah. so that you can get there's five different make your own burrito places and three yeah. or four different like chain coffee shops and eventually it will uh, subsume the area where dick sporting good uh park is like the creep from the original starcraft just slowly <laughs> edging its way outward from there but um yeah, yeah shitty location for a stadium that team can just go away yeah uh I'm always reminded when I think of their uh, stadium location, the time that a game had to be paused or suspended or a warning was sent out because uh, the prairie dogs there had the plague and people were told to be careful while they were out there. So (laughs) it happens. Uh, South Group 1, Mazatlan finishes, Juarez uh, up top, Juarez in second, Austin finishing dead last. Rough look from Austin. I would say so far in 2023. Uh, yeah, Juarez, being this expansion yeah. team shits harder than it looks, huh? Yeah. I uh, I had previewed both of these Mexican teams, and honestly, I didn't expect anything out of either one, and then they both go on to advance out of the group. Yeah, so. and Austin, Austin, two goals for, six goals against. against Not great. two of the worst teams Not great. in Mexico. Uh, Mazatlan tops the group, and I think I literally said there is nobody worth watching on this team. (laughs) So that's fun. (laughs) Is Mazatlan the team that had Andres Iniestra? Maybe discount any. (laughs) Uh, If I I remember correctly, they had uh, Eke Loba. Does that sound right? No, he plays for Atletico San Luis. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. That's Ma- Mazatlan has uh, Ake Loba. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. <laughs> that's the one That's the one name you might know. You can keep an eye worst, on him. One of the worst designated players in MLS history. 
<laughs> and that's saying something in a league that featured Fernando Adi on FC Cincinnati. And uh, some other people on FC Cincinnati that we're not going you know, to you know. dwell on right now. South 2, no. <laughs> Orlando and Houston went through. Is this another group we picked both MLS teams to go through? Because I, I like Houston. I think this I, was because we both we all agreed that they're just two teams that are they're not flashy, but they're just good top to bottom. I think yeah. that they're that feels right. We might I might have made the argument for Santos over Houston, but yeah, it feels right that that we picked Orlando and Houston there. Um nothing crazy. I mean, Orlando's sneaky good. We'll see how they do against Messi and Miami, but like how they good are team. doing. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, just like that was a that was a a hard fought group. The goal differential was pretty close all the way around. Uh Houston and Santos went to penalties. Like it was it was a good game. Uh any game you tuned in there. And um yeah, it, like every game went to penalties basically. So uh South Group three, the one that probably had the most eyeballs on it. Enter Miami, top the group, Cruz Azul second, Atlanta third. We called this one, right? <laughs> I think we had I'm not we had sure Miami we had, going. Yeah, we, yeah, we had Miami had Mi- and Cruz Azul going through. Yeah. yeah we caught we it might correctly, have flipped the order, but yeah. But we didn't have Miami just curb stomping this group. <laughs> I mean, what makes it even more annoying with Miami is like suddenly the supporting cast looks good. Like Robert Taylor looks really good. DeAndre Yedlin's fine. Uh, Calendar, the goalkeeper, is looking like someone who should be getting national team minutes. Like, it's amazing how everybody stepped up. And the wild thing is, too, is that all you wanted to hear people talk about is, oh, they're bringing Messi in, but Miami's back line is still the worst back line in MLS. Their defense is terrible. Their defense played fine. Like, (laughs) yeah, they gave up one goal the whole. The whole tournament. They there. should have given up more goals the first half against Cruzazul. Cruzazul was very wasteful, but yes. um, I would say you know with Messi in the game, they've been good enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and this doesn't even account for the fact that um, they have two or three U twenty two initiative players coming in to the uh to the team uh one of those guys in particular is a very highly regarded prospect uh peruvian there i don't have the information up in front of me but i know they are very very excited about some of these new signings they have a designated player that is or a high tam player they think is coming back from injury um so yeah they could get very good here in the yeah, next we'll couple talk of weeks. we'll talk about this when we break the bracket down they have such a favorable draw in this cup too it's you would say it was rigged if this hadn't been all decided months ago but i'm still gonna say it was rigged i mean he wasn't a not coming to miami messy that is before before this bracket was set up but yeah i mean some of these games you didn't expect chivas to get knocked out you don't expect club america to finish second so i'll i'll give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit uh south group four Nicoxa finishes dead last with Dallas and Charlotte up top. We might have called this. I think I was fine saying Charlotte is eliminated, but I don't remember. Yeah. I know I, I know we had Dallas through. 
I, there's no that way we been... had Charlotte on top of the group, but no, 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 no. Uh, so yeah, feel free to call her, call her bullshit on that one. But I'm gonna say we got that one. Job wrong. well done. You say job <laughs> yeah. well done on that one. <laughs> job well done. Um, East one. East East one. I think we got this one. Uh, <sighs> Philadelphia I Union. I think we had. I think we had Tijuana over. Yeah, we definitely had Tijuana run. going through. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We had Philly going through. So yeah. That was fine. Um, I don't know. Is there anything interesting that we want to talk about on this one? No, let's, poor, let's showing, going. poor showing from Tijuana. Just I watched yeah. a little bit of them play Philly and yeesh. I will. I'll give you this. Uh, Matt Doyle came back from a two month hiatus that I guess we're not allowed to ask questions about. He has Philadelphia Union as the best team in MLS right now. So something to think about uh east group two pumas finishes up top with dc and second montreal in third i think we would have swapped montreal and dc so yeah yeah pumas is really good three we definitely yeah. got we yeah definitely east- got atlas new york city and toronto well, staying absolutely per- per- predicting toronto to lose a group is yeah. about the easiest money you can lay in mls right now that is true. <laughs> I would love to find out that we did that wrong. And I feel um, like we probably got East Four, except maybe swapped New England and New York. Yeah, that's very fair. I don't think we expected much out of uh, San Luis. Um, I could maybe see us putting them in over Red Bull, but otherwise, I think we got that one right. So, Overall, yeah, so I think we did pretty well. Yeah, I would give us a self-grade of a B, (laughs) having no idea what we actually did. (laughs) I think as a whole, I think we over uh, we underestimated the the degree to which travel would impact some of these Mexican sides. And I think we under we underrated a little bit how it would be more difficult for them at the start of their season. And I know that that's an excuse they keep trotting out. I think it was like Grayson just said that's like the most MLS bullshit ever. But there is probably something to that fact, as evidenced by the fact that we bitch about it all the time with CONCACAF Champions League. So Yeah, but the but point on the is, whole, it I, goes both ways. Yes. Right, right. So it validates the complaints that MLS teams have made about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but even given all that, I think we still did okay for not really yeah. knowing a ton about Liga MX. I like to think, and this is going to be a dumb thing to say, I think you can predict a lot more in soccer on vibes than if you really try to get into the nuts and bolts. Like, unless you well and truly know the teams, I feel like the less you dig into it and the more you just sort of like have a vague understanding of the culture and their recent form, I feel like you do much better than than really trying to predict like oh their wing backs will give their their you know their left backs trouble it's like no don't don't think it's over too hard it's san a, luis sucks <laughs> it's it's rational it's rational ignorance yeah, yeah right like you you go off vibes and feel you're gonna do fine you try to learn more you learn by necessity because you've not you've only learned like a subset of the universe of available information what you've learned is skewed, then you're going to develop a bias towards the information that you have. Yeah. And it's going to be unreliable until you become like a true expert. And then you're just back at the vibes. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you or, just have a, a full understanding of that in your mind. <laughs> when in doubt, bet on the team with cheerleaders to advance. I've always said that. 
Always. That's why Crystal Palace is always making the Champions League. Always. Many people are saying. <laughs> so that uh, leaves us with a knockout round. Um, 32 do, teams. Yeah. I do want to say about the knockout rounds, I want to get big picture for a second here. It is not lost on me that on one side of the bracket, you have Nashville, who I believe are second in the East, FC Cincinnati, number one overall, Club America, probably the largest and therefore best club in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, the Northwestern Hemisphere here. You have um, the Columbus Crew, one of the hottest teams, Monterey, one of the best teams. Don't don't sell short Toluca and Minnesota. Toluca, very good. Minnesota, very good. Real Salt Lake, I think. We all think that they're the only real shot at beating RSL in the West. Who, oh, by the way, RSL is also on this side of the bracket. You mean LAFC, RSL, LAFC, and LAFC is up top. This is stacked. This is so unbelievably stacked. Did you mention Tigres having to go to to Vancouver? I I did not, but I will now. Tigres is also over here. My God, uh, going over to. Vancouver, I Vancouver mean, at home is that that's a big team. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a it's the, a big team. The They'll poutine, show out. <laughs> the poutine and penalty kickathon that is Vancouver home games in this tournament. <laughs> I it's going to be just an absolute bloodbath. And on the other side, okay, sure, there's Pachuca, but they will have to face probably Cruz Azul and knock each other out, which means. Inter Miami, assuming they get past Orlando tonight, will have to place uh, face Mazatlan, one of the worst Mexican teams, and a team that we were shocked made it out of the group. Or Dallas, who's fine. Or Dallas, who's fine. Yeah, sure. Don't get me wrong. And after that, I mean, you have Pumas in Philadelphia Union. If you were rigging this tournament and you said, hey, I want a Mexican giant versus Messi in the final. This is about the bracket you would have drawn up. <laughs> yeah. It's it the inequity on both sides is is it's it's comical. Um about the only good MLS team that's on that side of the bracket. Where you'd say like this team is unequivocally a good team is Philly. Yeah. There are some okay teams on that side of the bracket from MLS. Um, Houston is, is okay to above average. Orlando is New okay. England's over there. New England's over there, but they do have to face Atlas and Pumas. Yeah. And then, and, but he's right. They're, they're, they're definitely a good team, but I'm saying that like Philly is like of the MLS teams yeah. over there. It, they're far and away the best team on that side versus you go to our side and you've got LAFC, the team that was in champions league final this year that everybody is you know, on paper should be a juggernaut. Won the double RS- last year. Yeah. RSL, which is just against the CONCACAF Champions League yeah. victors in Leon. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. Just yeah. big big picture, you know, you they there's definitely a formula they followed to fill this out, but I think that it would have been perhaps better to have found a different way to reseed ahead of the knockout stages. Yeah, I mean, these were set back in, like, January. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I know. So it's Just very it's... hard to, like, attribute any kind of intent to how it shook out. Yeah. But, like... But I'm gonna. 
Yeah, I mean, like it is. It is weird. How you, it is insanely. And like yeah. Mi- Miami's got about as soft a path to semifinals as you could design. Yeah, I the the one thing that I will lend more credence to this being rigged is that first and second in your group didn't send you necessarily to other sides of the bracket, and mm. that is a little funky right. to me because because Miami could end up playing Cruz Azul again in right. the in the quarters. Right. Whereas yeah. like, so this way you could say, Hey, if America slips up, but still makes it out of the group, they still won't be in Miami's side of the bracket. Like yeah. you've, you've guaranteed yourself that versus how world cups are done. If you ever go back and look at a bracket, if you win your group, you're on one side of the bracket. If you end up second, you're on the other side. So the only time you could ever face a, a group mate is in the final. Which is, I think, happened maybe once. Um, so yeah, like it's really hard to have a rematch. Whereas this tournament, it's almost designed to have rematches before before semifinals. So I don't. I actually don't know of any split that would have sent you to the other side of the bracket. I could be wrong, but uh, the, on, the, the only top. one is uh, Juarez going to um, mm. LAFC in the first round. Okay. So like there's makes... because of it's because of how the um there being only three West groups. That's right. Be, it in so like Pachuca played Houston, who was in the South, and then there was one extra South team. So who then gets they're bounced playing, over, bounced over to LAFC in the West. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the weird thing with a couple of these teams getting buys. It made the numbers make sense. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, if you just, uh, just, I like to add a little more to the conspiracy theories. Yeah, I'm not let, here to squash it. Yeah, add, uh, if you add Phoenix <laughs> Rising to this tournament, it's 48 teams. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you could have added the the Canadian League champion, right? Like then you really could have done the Phoenix Rising, three countries. Phoenix Rising, except Didier Drogba has to be on the team, however <laughs> old he is right now. You can invite, I mean, invite Ella Wednesday. You could have, uh, oh, that would have been fun. Um, you could anyway. have just added the San Diego MLS team, but they had to like the soccer tournament it and just invite 18 people to represent them. So it's like Landon Donovan and friends. <laughs> you should, you could have pulled one of those teams from like the International Champions Cup. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Chelsea C team. Yeah. They're also in League's Cup. Have fun. <laughs> please, please, please don't. There's only so much humiliation we can stand in the calendar year. All right, should we do this? Should we do this knockout round? We should. Okay, I think I am set up, ready to go, ready to to track our progress here. So let's go through this. LAFC versus Juarez. LAFC. Any, I was going to say, does anybody LAFC. want to make the case? Okay. LAFC. If you is... were looking for a reason to bet against LAFC, it's that they have routinely shit the bed at the most inopportune times this season. And it would be a really funny outcome for them to lose to Juarez. But on paper, no, this is a mismatch. Yeah. Uh, so LAFC through. That goes to Leon RSL. This is a fun one to try to predict. Man. I will go Leon. I'd say RSL. I don't know. RSL is 
They're one of the hottest teams. Oh in the- my god! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Make a, make a note of that shit. Whoa! <laughs> Kefe busted. Grayson. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go. RSL here. Okay, Leon, out of it. Drama. The trick is just to call him Grayson all the time. I. I, I do normally. <laughs> I feel <laughs> weird sometimes. Uh, Tigres, Vancouver. Tigres have to go to Vancouver. Artificial pitch. Tigres. Tigres for me. Tigres. As if we'd pick anything else. Monterey, Portland, Monterey. 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 Set up a there. set up a classico in the next round. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, continuing on down our side here, Columbus, Minnesota. Columbus. Columbus. Columbus, unfortunately. Diego Rossi probably playing in that one? I would assume that if any player oh, doesn't he has a short runway to play, it would be Diego Rossi. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if there's any news about him being in the country. I, that'd be the only thing. He had a green card, but as we've learned with Lucho, doesn't necessarily mean anything. But Yeah, I mean, if he still has a green card, he should be able to get in the country, but they just got the deal done. <laughs> Yesterday? I guess... Well, today today day of recording yeah so i don't I, no, it's, I guess i wouldn't expect rossi to be playing this game but i wouldn't necessarily be surprised either it's columbus it they will be annoying in their efficiency with getting their player in and on the on the field that's just the way this is going to go yep. yeah toluca sporting kansas city does the skc leagues cup dream stay alive i say yes Peter Vermees has a pretty good knockout uh, record. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with Kansas City. As I don't as an upset pick. I don't know enough about Toluca to disagree with you, so let's do it. That's the spirit. America, Chicago. They're playing this at SeatGeek Stadium out in Bridgeview. And and did you hear? This game sold out in 11 minutes. <laughs> this is and this spoiler is spoiler alert. <laughs> it's gonna be a that wasn't a home game. That wasn't Chicago <laughs> Fire fans selling out a stadium in 11 minutes. There's no fucking chance that's the case. <laughs> it would be the funniest thing ever if Chicago won, though. I do want to just put that out there. If there was ever a time when MLS, other than for a messy game, would put their fingers on the scale to ensure a team wins, it would be right here. And that leads us to TQL Stadium, Cincinnati versus Nashville. I mean, we're picking us, right? We're picking us. We're picking us. Wait, let's cut that out because we got to do a preview. (laughs) Okay, no, we're picking picking us, but we'll pretend we'll explain why later. Stay tuned to learn why this FC Cincinnati podcast is picking FC Cincinnati to advance in the group stage. In a game in which they're playing at home. Right. No no real mystery. Uh, Heading to the other side, we've got Philly, D.C., and I'm just going to go ahead and put Philly in for us. Philly. Uh, The Hudson River Derby. I'm going to say Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Why not? Honestly, I could believe either team there. Uh, we got Pumas and Grayson. I'm going to Cretero. Well, the good news Pum- is I don't have to pronounce that to pick Pumas right here. So that's where my mind is going. Unless Grayson has another argument. I mean, if we learned no, that, if no, you- I'm going Pumas. 
That's what I like to hear. Their fans will stab you if you you pick against them. (laughs) That is a good point. Do we know where that one's being played? Probably doesn't matter. Uh, They had extra security. I don't know where it's being played, but they 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 have like pre-selected a handful of neutral sites for Mexico versus Mexico knockout round games. It's probably so somewhere Colorado because they're not in the knockouts. Be my guess. Uh, they I, are playing. They are playing that game in. I can't tell. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Ah, they're playing it at Audi Field in DC. Hey, why not? Uh, Atlas, New England. New England, little Bruce Arena drama. Yeah, may not be available for this one. We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) But does it impact your pick? (laughs) Not, no, not me. I think, I think, uh, you think New England's got it? I think New England wins. Yeah, I think New England wins. I'll pick New England as well. I didn't have a choice. You guys had already outvoted me. Um, we have one half of soccer left to play in three of these four games. Any reason to think Dallas can't turn it around in the second half? They are currently tied 0-0. At no, they're, they're winning one. Dallas is winning one nothing. Yeah. My screenshot is behind. Wouldn't you believe it? So, <laughs> I mean, it would be real fun to pick Mazatlan right now. <laughs> that would be ballsy. Be bold as hell. <laughs> I'm fine with sticking with Dallas. There's no reason to think they don't see that out. I'm pretty sure Miami... I picked Dallas in the, in the bracket I shared on Twitter X today. So That feels, that feels right. You x um, Miami... Orlando, are they still tied one to one? They're still they tied are still tied one to one. It's at the half, though. Yep. I'm gonna say Miami wins this. <sighs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And for people who are persnickety, a win is you advance. Yeah. Yes. 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 I want to continue. Mm, I'll leave it up to you guys. I want to keep picking the rest of this. Uh, Cruz Azul, Charlotte. This one oh. is played tomorrow. Yeah, and fun story. This was played tomorrow, and it's being played at Toyota Stadium because Charlotte's uh, NFL <laughs> facility is caught between dates for a fan fest for the Carolina Panthers and the stage build out for a Beyonce concert. It's so they amazing. don't have the ability to host this game here. And maybe I'm being a little naive on this. Surely there had to be some place closer than Houston, Texas to host this fucking game, right? There at a minimum, like Houston or uh Houston or, or Dallas, wherever they're hosting it, not a large stadium, right? So like no. the Charleston Battery probably could have used a little bit of rent money. Uh there's a North Carolina out there in Raleigh. Or Cary, North Carolina. Isn't there a USL team in Charlotte? Yes, yeah, the Independence. The Independence. Could have talked to them. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't Famously. meet MLS standards. Famously, sure. any number of college football stadiums in the Atlantic Coast Conference: Wake There's... Forest, North Carolina, NC State, <laughs> Duke. I mean, yeah, you could keep going. You did South Carolina, Clemson. I'm sure Clemson has a decent soccer stadium. I know North Carolina does. Yeah, they already play on turf. <laughs> so, like, in a football yeah. stadium. There are upgrades available Send nearby. Send them to UNC Charlotte. <laughs> right. 
or UNC Asheville, I'm sure yeah, has a whatever. field you can use. Like there's any number of options. It is a soccer hotbed, uh, Wake Med Stadium. Uh, it hosted the soccer tournament. Why not? Why not? It's almost it's almost like there was a reason they insisted that teams asking for expansion franchises build a soccer specific stadium and not Did... play in a shared use facility. Did they move this closer to Mexico for Cruz Azul because Charlotte couldn't host? Maybe. Is this like punitive in some way? Maybe, but I'm picking Cruz Azul. Yeah, same. same. All right. Uh, which leads us to our last one, which at my screen capture was tied 0-0. Pachuca, Houston. Still tied 0-0. Yep. I would expect Pachuca to win. I'm happy to be outvoted. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go Houston. I'm going to say Houston too. I'm still, a believer, I'm still a believer in Houston. And this may be the first one that people can laugh in our faces at when they're now, when they're I'm listening with to this tomorrow. But I, I just like Houston's team. I like their, I like their roster construction. I think Ben Holst, Ben Olsen gets a lot out of the, out of the players. Um, I don't know. I just like, I like teams that, you know, build out from the midfield. Yeah. Do we want to continue? Okay, okay, okay. We'll do this. We'll do the rest of the tournament on Sunday. And uh, it looks like the round of 16 does start August 6th, but that's still Sunday. You son of a... That's fine. We can still do our predicting the games while they're going on trick. Um, perfect. Well, there you go. I mean, if we are right, LAFC, RSL, Tigres, Monterey, Columbus, SKC, America... Cincinnati, that Spicy. is your left side of your bracket. The right side, New York Red Bulls, Philadelphia Union, Still Pumas. Yeah, Pumas, New England, that'll be a fun one. Dallas, Miami, and Cruz Azul, Houston. I mean, it'll be a fun tournament. What a, that's a, that's a really, <laughs> I, know we, I know we say this every time we talk about this fucking tournament, yeah. but like, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's an exciting round of 16. Yeah. yeah, there's some great, great, intriguing matchups if this holds true. And yeah, if there's some underdogs there somebody, to go through, pocket. It'd be great if there was like somebody who had like a podcast that could develop some of the intrigue in those matchups. But alas, we'll just have to enjoy them. <laughs> right. Congratulations. If you're one of our dozen listeners, you've gotten more hyped about this tournament than just about anyone else out there. Exactly. Hopefully. God hypothetical quarterfinals of like LAFC Monterey hell is real Messi versus I don't know Cruz Azul again the rematch <laughs> I could have a lot of fun with that Philly that is versus like whoever. the least that, that is like the least interesting quadrant of the bracket yeah the the most interesting thing is that Messi is in it that is that is mm -hmm. all of the interest that comes out of that group I mean, Philly, New England is kind of the de facto who's actually the second best team in the East sort of mini tournament. RSL, LAFC as well. Who's the actual challenger to, to St. Louis? Having said that, like a Philly-Puma matchup yeah. would be metal as hell. And I don't know. The Philly, bottom half, that, the, the, you're right. Like, I don't care about any of these potential messy matchups. Pachuca is a hot team in Mexico. They could stomp 
Miami if they were to get to that point. Uh, it'd be really fun to watch Philly beat Miami 7 nothing, which is, like, very possible. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's there's some interesting things of, like, if the right team matches up to Miami, they could, they could really embarrass this narrative. So... Yeah, um, we're all so waiting for it. Oh, Mazatlan yeah. has tied it with uh, Dallas. Son of a gun. It's, can we go back? No, we're going to keep it. I mean, if Messi ends up playing Mazatlan, it's going to be a bloodbath. I trust Dallas to put up more of a fight, I think. Um, yeah, there you go. Well, if any of those things happen, we will uh, obviously be talking about it on the uh, the Sunday, Monday podcast. Uh, is there anything else we want to touch on this before we we look ahead to FC Cincinnati specifically? Enjoy this tournament while it's here, because this is a whole lot of fun. Oh, here's one thing I just thought of. Um, the final. I'm pretty sure the final is being hosted by an MLS team. Yeah. And then I guess they will find a neutral site if it does happen to be two Mexican clubs. Um, I have been saying all over the internet that the final is in Vegas. I don't know where I got this idea other than previous iterations of this tournament did, in fact, end in Vegas, but they were like friendly tournaments. So fake news spreader right over here. <laughs> Misinformation. Um, I uh, I deeply apologize. Please don't cancel me. Yeah, that would yeah, be I... a really big venue to host <laughs> this tournament in for the potential matchup of like Sporting Kansas City versus columbus or no well, i guess york, on the other new side new york red oh yeah <laughs> oh, somehow draws less than new york city <laughs> like like we're playing houston versus the chicago fire in las vegas to a crowd of five thousand. like that would not have been a great look i don't even know if that game could draw five thousand in either home market you could have like <laughs> you could you could promise an appearance by logan paul <laughs> There's a prize fight between the third place game and the final. <laughs> every, and ca every casino on the strip, when you lose a hand of blackjack, you're given a free ticket to this match. And I still don't think 5,000 people would go through the turnstiles. You might need to like triple sell it like in, in the freebies to get enough of a crowd. Lizzo was singing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Turns out Tom the Brady. It turns timing. out the lyric, the, the lyric is one thousand percent a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady's doing a punt pass kick competition at halftime. Well, I mean, um, if that's the case, the post is traveling for this game. <laughs> I knew, I knew that would get the chief going. Uh, well, there you go. Um, fun tournament. Let's let's hope it pans out that way. And uh yeah, let's head on over to uh part 2. Remember when we did part 3s on this podcast? Remember in the 11 out of the 18? I was going down a little nostalgia trip the other day thinking about things by, we used to do. By the way, I think that if we I think that if our if our first if our round of 32 picks pan out, yeah. I think FC Cincinnati would be guaranteed to host to at least the semifinal. We really need LAFC to lose. And I think the only team on the other yeah. side, no, I think Philly or Red Bulls would host over us. New York City, but obviously oh, yeah. one of those can't, one of those, can't right. win. Yeah. Either uh, way, we should all put a dollar 
and parlay all of our picks together. <laughs> well, we'll know we'll know a handful of them we'll, tonight. We'll, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be a, we'll be a dollar poorer, but you know we'll have a great time with it. It does. I I've never really thought about the NCAA tournament bracket challenge until you do think about a 32 game parlay and trying to get all of your picks right on that first the first weekend or the first two days. It really makes you realize how absolutely stupid that is. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, part two. Let's do it. We'll talk FC Cincinnati. All right, we are back. And uh, before we jump into this, Grayson, you you flagged something up for us. A little little open cup uh, giveaway of oh, some kind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I apologize. I sprung this on you without no, no, talking no, no, no. about it. <laughs> so um, I know that, that folks, that we're, we're all well aware of the, uh, the price of a get-in-the-door ticket for the U.S. Open Cup semifinal. And many people have bemoaned even the the retail prices that the team charged and a uh, press release came across my, my news, the post news desk uh, this afternoon. <laughs> we have one of those. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, I want to be very clear. Nobody's paying us to say this. So like you, you all can just take it or leave it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like I'm not, I, I, I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything, but, if you are I wish someone was I wish someone was paying us for this. It'd be nice. If you're if you're interested in in, in a potential to get some free tickets to the uh uh Open Cup semifinal, a a restaurant uh called the Empanadas Box, which is a uh, Argentine style empanada restaurant uh that they tell me has globally inspired flavors, um, <laughs> is giving a uh, a giveaway um from August 6th through the 20th and um uh uh it's for two tickets to the semifinal um check out for details on their um instagram page starting august 6th um my understanding um and you know the the, the release could be let's say more clear on this point um my understanding is that if you like the instagram page and comment on the giveaway post you're automatically entered so it doesn't cost any money to enter and they'll let you know in the dms whether you've won um i think on august 20 or maybe august 21st because i think it goes through august 20 um again it's called the empanadas box and um it looks like they also have some special combo uh that features three themed empanadas Ooh. and and tell uh, alvaro about this a yerba mate tea all I, for ten dollars so i have never had a yerba mate tea so i am intrigued so are we sure we're not getting paid for this no, we're not getting paid for it. Well, Chief, uh -huh. you and I aren't getting paid for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Is there like a promo code Grayson that somebody can enter at some point? No, uh, but no. There's, a, there's a Buenos Aires empanada, a Cincy chili empanada, and a... Yeah, tell me more about the Cincinnati chili uh, empanada. It's a flaky pastry 
filled with yes. Cincinnati style chili and mild yes. cheddar cheese. Um, so it's maybe, exactly what it sounds like. Fucking yeah, delicious. Exactly. All right. Um, and there's also there's also a Miami empanada. So it's the three, um, I guess relevant cities. I don't know. Um, and I mean, get, and then you get a yerba mate, so you can be just like Alvaro Barrial. All right. So yeah. if you if you wrap a Cincinnati style chili empanada in a slice of La Rosa's pizza, what is that? It's not the Sky Rosa any longer. It would be a. It's a La Rosanata. La Rosanata. I'd eat or at La Rosanata. Or, or an or an empanosa. Empanosa. Empanosa just sounds like you don't know what you're trying to order on the menu. <laughs> I'll take one of them uh, empanosas. Empanosa. Man, you eat one of them, you go down to the turlet real quick. Yeah, so anyway. Empanosa um, is the is the name now. Anyway, if you want to enter into a if you want to enter into a drawing, it's the empanadas box. They're in Covington, Kentucky. Go to their Instagram page on or after August 6th for for all the details um and if you want you know uh the empanada combo with a yerba mate you know it's ten dollars it's ten dollars whether you listen to the post or not it's great <laughs> that we're not getting paid because i will yeah. enter this <laughs> financially this is a really good deal to enter this i mean honestly like enter in any way and if you don't need the tickets you can just sell the tickets for roughly the cost I mean, of not, a ps5 I'm not, I'm not encouraging anybody to do that i don't know i don't, so, I don't know if I, I didn't make any promises with this either right. <laughs> so we'll be very clear so is the is the Cincinnati chili empanada? Is it a miss because they don't have chopped up hot dog in there? I think it's a miss because there's no onions. Ooh, I was thinking spaghetti. So there's a lot <laughs> we could be adding in this. <laughs> I bet it's still good. But also, this brings us back to what I was talking about with the Sky Rosa. This is another deconstruction of the chili, cheese, and carb. Yes. Right? So, like, you could add this to, like, a tasting menu of, yeah. of Cincinnati foods, right? Because like, you have a tomato-based sauce, a cheese, and a carb served, you know, five ways. Yeah, that's, like, a fundamental of street food. Like, you, you don't even need to leave potatoes to come up with, like, waffle fries which is and why tater tots which is why and, it's so yeah. fucking stupid when people look at Cincinnati chili and they're like oh I don't know what this is I'm like I guarantee you've had a tomato based meat sauce on on noodles before right it's, it's what, a little what, what, darker than you're used to do you does, freak out when you see mole sauce as well <laughs> when you say Cincinnati empanada I think it's got to have geta in it too though right it, it's not. A, it's not called a Cincinnati empanada. It's called a Cincy chili empanada. Well, there should so, be a Cincinnati empanada too. Like for sure. This yeah. A, yeah. These are if if anybody from the empanadas box is listening, these are free ideas, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's Geta and you what else? You don't get this kind of <laughs> you don't get this kind of content on Cincy Soccer Talk, huh? It's it's Geta and Grippos, which <laughs> I was fine with until apparently Grippos signed a NIL deal with uh, Ohio State. Now, now I'm asking questions. I'm Where, still okay with that. Where's their city loyalty? The, there should be Grippos dust on top of the Cincinnati chili empanada. So it should be Cincinnati chili. 
We need some onions in there, I think. We need some cheese. And then dust the top of it with Grippo's dust seasoning. Okay. It's a Chipotle style restaurant, a build your own burrito, but every or, single or ingredient is a Cincinnati. Yes. But every single ingredient is a Cincinnati something. So there's like crushed up Grippos and Grippo dust. There's the, the Geta. There's random cut up hot dogs in, in Cincinnati chili. Frish, Frisch's tartar sauce. Frisch's tartar sauce. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a lot of fun with this yeah <laughs> i'm gonna think more about this just the restaurant is titled cincinnati and it's just in the airport in terminal b <laughs> <laughs> you can experience all of cincinnati even if you're on a layover although i don't the, think i don't think any flights have layovers in cincinnati any longer so <laughs> it'd be impressive if you found no reason to go through there <laughs> just the longer you go down that line the worst your your sandwich becomes that's just how how that meal goes no it's it's uh, like when you were when you were a kid you remember like the first time you were given the cup and allowed to fill your own soda up the first thing you did was immediately mix all of them together to see what it tasted like <laughs> that was that was me at my first frozen yogurt not understanding that you were charged by weight and the monstrosity that i had my parents pay for Miami, Miami just scored on a fairly soft penalty wow but spoiler Joseph, Joseph took it wow interesting they really they knew the penalty was too soft and if they gave it to Messi too many eyeballs would be on it anyway I, I respect it anyway I've actually I've actually eaten at the Epinata's box it's very good Oh, empanadas are delicious like it's hard to, it's hard to have a bad time at an empanadas restaurant they're fucking phenomenal <laughs> so anyway we probably spent enough time on this on this ad that we were not paid for so imagine how much we would talk this about is, you if you honestly, did pay us this is a public service announcement for you the listeners to get to two go free tickets to see fc cincinnati play in the u.s open cup semifinal or i didn't say this to sell them if you win yeah. <laughs> Either way, go get yourself some empanadas and tell them that you heard about them on the post Cincy and say it would be really nice if you sponsored those guys. And tell Wait, them no. not to listen to the episode. Yes, yeah. whatever you do. Oh, and no, dem demand a Geta style empanada with Cincinnati ingredients. Well, here's the thing you can't tell them you heard about them on the podcast because then there's no need to advertise. We've already done the outreach. You got to tell them, hey, I get all of my food recommendations from this soccer podcast. You should sponsor them so more people will, will learn about you. That's what I need from you. I need all 12 of you to go tomorrow. <laughs> this is very important. And if the if post meetup at If all 12 of you don't box. go, we're going to know about it. If only 11 of you show up. <laughs> we'll, we'll be watching that, that Instagram post, all right? But also, but also, please don't like comment on the Instagram like tomorrow that you're no. waiting for the messy giveaway. It doesn't start till August 6th. Or no, maybe be, do that. Maybe comment and say, <laughs> I heard about you on the post Cincy. And I think your your Cincinnati empanada could could do could, some work. Could, could you know, maybe it could be more Cincinnati. I don't know. <laughs> Throwing a hot dog in there. What are you guys doing? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this Nashville game. <laughs> FC Cincinnati playing Nashville. Uh this 
This was the last <laughs> MLS game we all watched, believe we it or not. We just talked about fucking empanadas for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Episode's over. That's an hour and a half. Let's get out of here. Yeah, if we just ended right now, if I just said fuck Columbus, and we never actually talked about the fucking match, it was just, man, these it, delicious empanadas. It would be in the top 10 best previews we've ever done for a match, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the best ad read in FC Cincinnati podcast history. <laughs> Take just, that, Jonah. We do it. We do, right. it the, we do it for the love of the game. <laughs> yeah, you make it better audio quality from CST, but you won't get this empanada content anywhere else. Most that of is... CST. I'm <laughs> 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 not naming names here, but CST I will. is not a monolith. I will, Greg. I just assume they have a Greg contributor at this point. They've had a lot of new co-hosts recently. <laughs> um, anyway, the last MLS game we all watched together, Cincinnati-Nashville. Cincinnati absolutely demolished Nashville. They had their own little meltdown uh, in this game. Hani Mukhtar looked like a guy that uh, Tom Bogerl, uh <laughs> said was going to uh, Qatar because he did not show up uh, in that one. Lucho Acosta planted his flag firmly on the league MVP spot right up until Leo Messi showed up. And yeah, I don't know. Is there... Let me ask you this. Is there any reason to think we can't beat them a third time i know it's like in the nfl you never want to play a team three times but i'm okay playing that? nashville three times yeah i'll take them three times yeah, yeah. um by the they're way not pl- they're not playing well is the thing is that yeah. they're you look at them in their position on the table but their recent form has been decidedly mediocre yeah it's not like they're not the chiefs right it's not like you're playing right. the chiefs three times now right. that said like obviously Nashville is capable of winning. Yes. They just, they don't like scare me in particular versus, you know, several other teams that we could be playing if we, if we keep winning. Um, What's his name? Sam Surridge doesn't uh, scare you. <laughs> you know, Nash- Nashville has picked up a red card in four of their last six matches. They got one last game, Teal Bumber. That's that's find, insane. Find a uh, disreputable bookie. It's like Ian Murphy FC. <laughs> Teal Teal Bumberry, by the way, sounds like a like a bespoke suit shop for magicians. <laughs> Teal Bumberry, <laughs> didn't he lead a riot that uh, caused Gore to lose Florida? <laughs> no, that's that's it's a it's a music festival that they got canceled. I think, right? Yeah. Um. So, by the way, um, this didn't really happen in the last Nashville game, so we have a chance at redemption. Mm. I really want there to be when if when like really any opportunity, but like Lucha taking a corner kick down by the Bailey. Yes, I know where you're going yes. with this. One. Yes, great yes. opportunity for an MVP chant. Yes, yeah. like yeah. you said, especially against Nashville. Especially against Nashville. Yeah, when the league. Yeah. I mean, one, Hani Mukhtar at a minimum is the reigning MVP. So, like, that's a good, that's a good jab. Um, and the league's messaging and and promos and stuff the last couple of months have been this is Mukhtar's to lose, and it so. Should- it should be going forward at this point that whenever Lucho is stepping over a free kick 
or whenever Lucho is stepping over a corner kick, it needs to be MVP. And I know or that's going to take some penalty. He's going to get this game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Him scoring. It's another opportunity. Like, yes. let's let's get these MVP chants going. We already got FCC down. MVP should be a pretty smooth transition for everybody. I like that a lot. And I, I know it's hard to, like, adapt chants too much from game to game, so I'm very appreciative of, like, any baby steps for, like, you know, having some flexibility or adaptation. And I'm not in the Bailey, so, like, I... No one should even listen to me on this anyway. But it seems to me like like incorporating like an MVP chant for Lucho this season is something that we could we could get done. Yeah. It would be so good too, especially if he if he does score. When he does score. When he scores. If, if the Bailey at least is chanting MVP, that's the highlight that the league then has to promote. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that it just adds to it it'll be on apple tv and then maybe you get a commentator saying oh and lucha scored in this one to chance of mvp is he the mvp like you can force the conversation in this i like it get on it be Do awesome it. come on dos harks this is so this is your cool. moment <laughs> if you don't you're not allowed on the podcast this nashville. is my moment nashville it's Four to three loser against Toluca. They beat Colorado, but Wild Colorado sucks. Against um, Toluca. Lost to us, lost to Philly, lost to Chicago. This team has just been it's not been good the last couple of last couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know, but they still scare me a little bit just because they do have the talent there theoretically to turn it back on. It just doesn't seem like it's working right now for whatever reason. Yeah. Andy Mukhtar is, I mean, he just talked all this shit. He's still very good. <laughs> He'll probably finish second in whatever MVP voting if if Lucha were yeah. to win. Capable player, for sure. Um, they did sign a striker from the championship. Uh, his top line numbers, not great. Like, he, I think, Grayson, you pointed this out, as good, if not worse, than Lacadia's scoring record in the Premier League, this Surridge feller. Um, yeah, not better, for sure. He is coming for a high price and not a whole lot to back it up. And then even then, he's taken forever to get in with this team and train with this team. Very weirdly, slowly rolling him out. Um, We'll see if it makes a difference. The whole argument for Nashville or from Nashville fans has been Mokhtar's good. He can't do it all himself. He needs a striker in front of him, and then they'll be cooking. It's the only reason why I keep bringing this up. This is a decent amount of money. They spent about $5 million on this guy to start up top. No reason to think he shouldn't be, if not appearing in this game, starting in this game. Um, yeah, this would be this would be a fun one. Chief, you want to throw a prediction out there? Are we doing predictions for this one? Sure. I'll say... Three to one Cincinnati rerun of the uh, previous scoreline. I think the key for this game is just to capitalize on how undisciplined Nashville is. And this is a game where you're going to look to players like Miazga and Mascara to and Lucho in large part, the man who claims and has said many times he loves being the villain. You've got to bait them into doing some stupid shit. And they have shown over the last couple of weeks that they can absolutely be had 
into doing dumb shit that costs themselves matches. So it's going to take a disciplined effort from FC Cincinnati and lean into the dark arts a little bit on this one, I think. Absolutely. Grayson, you want to throw a scoreline out there? I'm going to say 2-0. Um, and honestly, like, I think, I think we should beat them down. Yeah. And just absolutely demoralize them for the rest of the season. That'd be so much fun. That'd be so much fun. Uh, I'll split the difference and say three nothing, and we do indeed demoralize them for the rest of the season. Um, no reason it, to think that we can't do this. And to be clear, this is a match right here with the run of form Cincinnati's on, run of form Nashville is on, where if we are the team we think we are, you go and you handle your business against a team like Nashville in this situation, just like they did a couple of weeks ago. These teams are fundamentally no different than when they met the last time. If anything, Cincinnati's in a stronger position because Bapenza has now had more time to train with the team. So go out, handle your business in front of a home crowd. Yeah. I, uh, if nothing else, you know, I hope, I hope the coaching staff at least is talking this up to the players as like, this is the dress rehearsals for the playoffs. This is the kind of matchup you're going to have to win at some point in the playoffs that like, yes, it's this weird tournament. Yes, it's easy to to feel like it is 80% of the stakes or whatever. But this is this is your opportunity to like see what this team looks like in a. I don't know, not that we haven't been doing this in the Open Cup, but like this, this feels like we're finally facing a good team <laughs> in the Open Cup. It felt like a lot of bad teams we were playing, lower division teams. This is this is a true, true contender uh, in the East, um, despite their bad form, that I think would be good to see where they uh, the stand. And um, I also think it's a low I pressure mean, game. Like, ooh. I think I think a win is more of an opportunity than a loss is demoralizing. I think that's fair. Cause like a I loss, just, a loss, you, you just bounce back, get ready for the next game. But a win, I, like you really have shown Nashville who's boss this season. I get that. But on the same token, I really do think there is something to this idea of you do not want. It's going to happen eventually. But I would want to delay as long as possible that first home loss, because yeah. anything that you can do to keep up this mystique of that TQL stadium is a fortress. You cannot come here and take points off this team. I think anything you can do to keep that vibe going as long as possible. I would love it if they could just manage to not lose a home game all season, because that probably means they're winning MLS Cup. But, and probably League's Cup, yeah. <laughs> right. So let's delay that shit as long as possible. Um, I think protecting I, home serve is, is – there's pressure to keep doing that, I think. I think that that's a, the biggest source of pressure right now for this team. Yeah. A uh, question I have for both of you that I probably should have brought up before we did predictions. Um, looking at this knockout tournament, the bracket is set. We know our path. Uh, we would host – Every game up until the semifinals, in all probability, we could host every game up through the final, including the final or even a third place game. What does success in this tournament look like and what does failure look like? Have we already avoided failure in this tournament by making it out of the group? 
I think and, we have avoided failure. I think that I, I feel like in a throw off comment, we kind of all agreed several episodes ago that like getting out of the group and then just seeing what happened after that was a pretty good tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I still agree with that. But now that this is set, I mean, Club America is a huge game. Should that be the next game? Should they advance? I don't think there's too much shame in losing potentially that one. But like, is anybody going to go out there and say like quarterfinals or bust? I think that the problem with it is, is that it's it's unknowable what success looks like because success depends in such a large part on what happens in the Open Cup. Like yeah. if you get dumped out of this tournament here and you also lose in the Open Cup at semis, yeah. then you look at both of them and think, boy, those were both missed opportunities. So it's kind of hard to say because success is 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 a moving target. I would think that beating Nashville makes this a successful tournament run. Right mm -hmm. now, I think you would feel like this team should have done better if it doesn't win a single knockout game. Yeah. No, like, no, there's no that. shame in losing to Club America, I don't think. I think that at the end of the day, if they yeah. go to, as long as they don't get dog walked by Club America, but if they go there and they acquit themselves well in that, um, I think that's fine. The only other measure of success that I would, I would consider hearing an argument for is just be in the tournament longer than Columbus. But I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, you, you might have said uh, longer than all of our rivals are here, Columbus and New York Red Bulls. If we can last longer than both of them, that would be fun. Um, one last point, and then I'll get us out of here. I just noticed this on my little rundown here. Fox Sports 1 is broadcasting the Leon match, the Monterey match, the Club America match, the Cruz Azul match. Did we know this before? Or is this a late addition? This feels like a late addition. It's news to me. Yeah, I didn't know that any of these games had been picked up by anyone other than Apple TV. I thought they were exclusive to Apple TV. But Unimas is also broadcasting all of those. I believe they're all owned by the Good. same. It's a win for the league. So look at that. I had a feeling they'd come crawling back when they started seeing some of these uh, these crowds and these viewership numbers. It's hard to say no. Um, Dallas, well, there up, you go. Dallas is up two to one. Pachuca Houston, Houston, though. Still at, still at nil nil. Uh, they're going into extra time there. Is it extra time or is it PKs immediately? PKs immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. All right. Well, well, fuck Columbus. Fuck Columbus. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content, as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, and as well, you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server both in this episode description as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community there talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else and everything in between. 
We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to, you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it or you just can't reach your stop button, please like us, review us, subscribe to us, wherever you are getting your podcast. That is going to be really, really helpful. But more importantly, share this with a friend. A personal recommendation helps sped a podcast so much further. So please share this if you know somebody in your life who's an FC Cincinnati fan, an MLS fan, somebody that you think would enjoy this, pass it on over. Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.